أنفسكم وأهليكم نارا نارا وقودها الناس والحجارة عليها ملائكة غلاز شداد لا يعصون الله ما أمرهم ويفعلون ما يؤمرون صدق الله العظيم وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كلكم رائن وكلكم مسؤول عن رعيته وكما قال صلى الله تعالى عليه وسلم Respected elders and beloved of Islam All praises due to Allah Rabbul Izzat Out of His infinite grace and mercy He blessed each and every one of us With His great wealth of Iman Undoubtedly the greatest asset that a person can possess Is His wealth of Iman Why? Because this Iman is going to be a distinguishing factor From a person either being entered into Jannat Or being thrown headlong into the fire of Jahannam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala time, time and again in the quran Majid Draws a clear example regarding this فَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا فَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ As for that person who brought Iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And together with that, he followed it up with عَمَلَ الصَّالِحَةِ With the righteous deeds, with pious deeds, with good deeds Such deeds that earn the closeness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Such deeds that earn the happiness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He lived a life of the total obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And together with that, he refrained from the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if he erred, if he made a mistake, if he slipped up, then he was repentant, repentant, and he was turning towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Tawbah. So such a person, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, has kept in store for him a very, very great reward as his end result, and that is the ultimate reward that a person can achieve, and that is Jannah. In this world, we have just started the new year now, and people, it is their habit to set goals and targets and objectives for the year. They set aside certain targets and objectives and they will make an all-out effort to now achieve those goals and targets. And every effort they make and they will leave no stone unturned in ensuring that they will achieve whatever goals and objectives they have. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam once explained to the Sahaba regarding the goals and the objectives of man. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam drew a long line in the ground and thereafter drew another line across that line was the center of that line and then after Nabi Kareem explained to the Sahaba they see this long line that they drew in the sand this is the goals and the objectives and the hopes and aspirations of man man plans, man's plots and schemes that he is going to do this in the next 10 years, in the next 20 years, in the next 50 years and he does not have any end to his ambitions and goals and targets and thereafter Nabi Kareem shows this line that is cutting all this off and Nabi Kareem explains to the Sahaba that this, what is cutting it off, is that. That man plans for so long, but he is only going to live for a very, very short period of time. Nabi Kareem in one hadith, that's why I mentioned also that that increase in the remembrance of that which is going to cut off all your ambitions and all your hopes and aspirations and targets. Increase in remembering of that also. And what is that increase in remembrance of? Increase in remembrance of debt. Increase in remembrance of debt. That the day is going to come. Just as how I'm planning for the end of the year. But am I going to reach the end of the year? Just as how I'm going to plan for the next year. Am I going to reach the end of the next year? Always keep in front of us that our time in this world is very, very limited. This new year that has come, and as many of us had witnessed, that celebrations take place when the new year comes in. But a poet explained this very, very carefully, very, very clearly that that 
you are celebrating the passage of time. When time comes about, you are celebrating it. Every milestone in your life, be it a birthday, be it an anniversary, be it five years of something or ten years of something, you are using it as a means of celebrating and rejoicing. But it is not something to celebrate and rejoice. But it is like a sword that is cutting away at the days of your life. It is a sword that is making the, the days of your life less and less. Our life in this world is not like a stopwatch where we set the time and we decide when to stop it. But we have been given, every one of us have been given a timer. And such a timer, the time has already been set. And it is getting less and less and less. And it is coming closer and closer towards at zero. When it will come, that we do not know. Allah Rabbul Izzat knows about it. But friends and elders, our responsibility and our duty in this world is to live our lives in such a way that to keep that in front of us at all, every moment in time. Friends and elders, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us this great wealth of Iman. And this is our key to success. Every person has hopes and aspirations of success. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran clearly outlines what is the true and the real achievement of success that that person who was saved from the fire of Jahannam and he was taken into Jannah he is that person that has achieved the ultimate pinnacle of success in this world when the year comes to an end, for the next year you will set yourself a new target and the next year a new target when you achieve your milestone or you achieve whatever you had wish to achieve, insan is never ever satisfied. If he, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa in the hadith mentions, لو أن لابن آدم واديا من ذهب أحب أن يكون له واديان that insan is such that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had to give him an entire valley of gold, an entire mountain, valley of mountains of gold, what he will wish? So much of gold he has. His entire life he won't be able to spend that amount of wealth. But what will insan want? How I can get the second valley. How I can get the second valley of gold. And like that he will continue. Nabi Akareem mentions that nothing is going to satiate. Nothing is going to satisfy insan. He's got one valley of gold. How I can get the next one? One shop. How can I get the next one? One million. How I can get the second million? And he will continue running after and chasing after the dunya. Nabi Akareem mentions that nothing will satisfy insan except when his mouth is filled with sand. In other words, when he's dropped, when he's lowered into the cover. Now, his end has come, and that is only going to stop him from chasing after this dunya and pursuing this dunya. And thereafter, the end of the hadith, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam gives us a solution to this problem. Turn to Allah subhanahu wa taala. Keep akhirat in mind. Keep our objective in mind. Keep our goal in mind. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ready to forgive that person who makes tawbah and istighfar. So friends and elders, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent us in this world for a very very limited and temporary time. Every goal, every objective, every target will come to an end. And a person will set himself new targets. But فَمَنْ زُحْزِحَ عَنِ النَّارِ وَأُدْخِرَ الْجَنَّةَ فَقَدَ فَعَزِ we will feel that we might be successful in this world. Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, that person who was saved from the fire of Jahannam and entered into Jannat, that is the only success that a person can achieve. Once you achieve that success, that is the end. There is no more 
targets and goals and ambitions thereafter. Eternal khalidina fiha abada. A person will remain in Jannat forever and ever. We make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah Rabbul Izzat grant us the Jannat and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save each and every one of us from the fire of Jahannam. Friends and elders, after having secured, after having made our akhirat our objective, it does not end there. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains in the Quran Majid, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu ku anfusakum wa ahlikum nar. What is your jannat? Save yourselves and your families from, jahann- from Jahannam. Save yourselves and your families from Jahannam. And then after that, Allah Ta'ala explains what, what is Jahannam. Jahannam is so severe. Jahannam is so bitter and so painful that the fuel of Jahannam, what is going to keep the fire of Jahannam burning? That insan, mankind, humanity, is going to be the fuel of the, the fuel of Jahannam. Jahannam will be kept burning because of the insan in it. In the one ayat of the Quran, Allah Taala mentions that li Jahannam halim talat. Then we are going to address Jahannam and ask Jahannam that are you full now? Jahannam will reply, Halimim mazid. Is there more to come? Bring it. We still have place for you. May Allah Taala save us and protect us all. So this is an order in the Quran of Majid that ku anfusakum wa ahlikum nara that saves your families from the fire of Jahannam. Friends and elders, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given each and every one of us very, a very, very great ni'mat, a very, very great bounty. And that ni'mat and bounty is our offspring, is our children, our grandchildren, those young, our young ones. They, they are our future. Like one person explains, that your children are your investment. The greatest investment is how you invest your children in. A person might amass a lot of wealth, but if the upbringing of his children was not correct, and the proper Islamic teachings and upbringing was not there, then that same child that he had hopes and aspirations for him to continue his legacy would be a source of pain and would be a means of the destruction of his own legacy. May Allah protect and save us all. Friends and elders, as a week ago, every one of us witnessed our young ones returning back to their places of education, be it the school, be it the universities, etc. Just like how we had enrolled them in those institutions and worried about the dunya, of greater importance, friends and elders, is that worry and concern about their akhirat. Nabi Akareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions in one hadith that إِذَا مَاتَ بْنُ عَادَمَ إِنْ قَتَ عَمَلُهُ إِلَّا مِنْ ثَلَاثِ That when the son of Adam, when insan passes away, then his ability to earn good deeds is now cut off. He's in the cupboard, he's in the grave. How is he going to earn good deeds now? But there are still three avenues open for him. Even after he left this world, there are still three avenues left for him to earn sawab, to earn reward, to earn good deeds. One avenue is that ilmun yuntafa'a bihi. That one avenue is sadaqatin jariya. One is he gave charity in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Such a kind of charity that people take benefit from it even after he passed away. Perhaps he built a masjid. Perhaps he donated some Islamic literature. And people are reading it and taking benefit from it. Quran, etc. Or he constructed a well. And people are drinking water and taking benefit from that well. Many, many years, maybe hundred years after he passed away. People are still taking benefit from that well. So he would receive the reward of it in the Qabr. Like that, if he taught some Islamic knowledge, he taught some Islamic knowledge to someone. He was a person that always taught people. He taught a person how to read Salah. He taught a person Surah Fatiha. He taught a person the Kalima. He taught him the person had some wrong in his life. And he taught him sincerely, and the person learned the good from him. Those around him, he made someone a Muslim, etc. Now, after he passes away, perhaps that person 
Continue teaching that knowledge. Now he's in the Qabr, his ability to earn good deeds is still continuing just by him teaching some Islamic knowledge and some good deeds. And the next one, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions that waladin salihin lahu. A pious child, a pious child that will make dua for the father. We friends and elders, we want our children to remember us and we want our children to make dua for us when you have left this world. In order for them to do this, they require that Islamic upbringing. They require the Islamic knowledge. It is mentioned regarding Nabi Isa alayhi salatu wasalam, that once he was passing by a qabr and he heard the inmates of that qabr, they were being punished. They were being punished in the grave. So Isa alayhi salam continued on his journey. On his return, he heard that the punishment has been removed and that qabr is now illuminated. And they are enjoying, they are enjoying having a good time in that qabr. Thereafter, Isa alayhi salam makes dua to Allah, he recites salah and he makes dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he asked Allah, oh my Allah, this person was being punished in the grave. And now, Isa was Ruhullah after all. He had that correction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he asked Allah that first this person was being punished in the grave. And now you remove the suffering and the azab of this inmate of the grave. How did this happen? We all know once you're in the qabr and either it, uh, uh, Nabi Agrim mentioned that either a qabr can be a garden from amongst the gardens of Jannah or a put from amongst the puts of Jahannam. And forever and ever a person will suffer the torment. But yet this punishment was removed from this person. So Allah Ta'ala inspired upon Isa alayhi salam. And Allah Ta'ala tells Isa alayhi salam, that, oh Isa, this person was a sinful person. But when he passed away, his wife was expecting. And that period that he was being punished, his child was still growing up. And his child reached a certain age. The mother now took the child and enrolled the child in the madrasa. And this child began reciting, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Allah Ta'ala tells Isa alayhi salam that, Oh Isa, I felt ashamed to punish the father when the child was taking my name. I felt ashamed in punishing the father when the child was taking my name. Friends and elders, we learn from this that even if a child does not remember the father, but we taught the child Islamic knowledge, we gave the child that Islamic upbringing and the correct deen, then just by the child reciting every morning, or just by the child doing every good deed, the reward is already sent to the father. The reward is automatically uh, sent to the father because of the father being a means of the child learning the Islam, learning deen, and having the correct upbringing. Ibrahim salam, for many, many years, Allah Ta'ala did not bless him with a child. But he continued making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What dua did Nabi Ibrahim salam make? Rabbi habli minas salihin. Rabbi habli minas salihin. He didn't make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for a wealthy son or for a strong child or for a successful or intelligent child. Oh Allah, bless me in my offspring and bless me with a child that is pious, that is obedient to you. Even after Allah ta'ala blessed him with a child, now when he goes and leaves that child in that barren land, he makes dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Lengthy incident, we're not going to go to the final detail. But the dua of Ibrahim alayhi salam, that Rabbana inni askantu min dhurriyati biwadin ghayri di zar'in in the baytikal muharram. That oh my Allah, I left my child in the sacred land, such a land that is barren, there is nothing there. And thereafter he makes dua to Allah ta'ala, Rabbana liyuqimu salah. فَجْعَلْ أَفْئِدَةً مِنَ النَّاسِ تَهْوِي إِلَيْهِمْ وَرْزُقُمْ مِنَ الثَّمَرَاتِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَشْكُرُونَ First dua he makes, that, oh my Allah, رَبَّنَا لِيُقِيمُ الصَّلَاةِ Oh my Allah, my progeny, my son, he must establish salah in his life. Let salah come alive in the life of my family. Let salah come alive in the life of my progeny. And thereafter he makes dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
May Allah make Makkah such that people will come and flock to this place. And oh my Allah, make Makkah such. وَرْزُقْهُمْ مِنَ الثَّمَرَاتِ Allah, you sustain them with fruit, with food, and with all types of nourishments. Oh Allah, you sustain them. He didn't make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that let my child be prosperous and let my child be fruitful in this world. No, he handed the responsibility of the prosperity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That, oh my Allah, you take care of that. I want my child to take care of salah. Oh Allah, you take care of that aspect of deen. Umar ibn Abdul Aziz, <clears throat> when he was lying on his deathbed, so his brother-in-law came to him and told him that you are going to be leaving your children in a very, very poor manner in this world. Umar ibn Abdul Aziz, as we know him, he was regarded as second Umar. And the hallmark of his leadership, he was a leader. But the hallmark of his leadership was the simplicity that he had. He never usurped the rights of people. He never used the wealth of people unjustly. So people are telling him before he passed away to stipulate something for your children. You cannot leave your children poor and hungry. So he says that whatever I could have given them, I have given them. Whatever wealth I could have given my children, I have given them. Whatever belonged to me, I have given them. And the references that Umar ibn Abdul Aziz was making was that I had given them the correct Islamic umbrage. That wealth, that Baytul Mal that you are referring to, that wealth does not belong to me. I do not want to be answerable and responsible for it. In one hadith, Nabi Karim mentions that the best wealth that a father can give his child is good akhlaq. Good akhlaq and good character. Good Islamic upbringing. And thereafter, Umar ibn Abdul Aziz calls them and tells them, he calls his children and says that people are referring, people are mentioning that I'm going to leave, be leaving you poor, I'm going to be departing this world, I'm going to leave you with no money. But I have, I had one of two choices. Either I could have taken the wealth of people unjustly and usurped from the Baytul Mal and distributed it amongst our, my family and faced Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala been angry with me and faced punishment because of it. Or I could have left you without wealth. But I take a qasam that my family, my children will go and they will walk anywhere and people will treat them with respect. And why will they treat them with respect? One was the correct Islamic upbringing that had been given and the other is with regards to their father that he did not usurp the wealth of people unjustly. We make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Friends and elders, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us this very, very great ni'mat of our children. Let us not deprive them of that Islamic knowledge and an Islamic upbringing. Let us ensure our forefathers when they had come to this country, they had ensured that this Islamic system, this maktab system, is well implemented and well established. And if you ask our seniors, they will tell you that in their days, there was no compromise. They had to attend that afternoon maktab and the afternoon madrasa. And what they, one learns at the lap of that apa or that ustad at a very, very young age, it carries him throughout his life. Friends and elders, let us continue this and not deprive them of that maktab and that Islamic education in the afternoons. And friends and elders, let us not make it such that after having enrolled them now, let us ensure that they are punctual and they attend madrasa daily. Many a times we find that after enrolling in the madrasa, then the child attends madrasa occasionally and he misses madrasa due to extracurricular activities and other tuition or other activities that are responsibilities that are coming about and we find that Fridays there is no madrasa etc. So after having enrolled them in the madrasa, let us ensure that they take this Islamic uh, knowledge that you have to learn, they take it seriously and they attend madrasa regularly. We make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Rabb, Allah Rabbul Izzat makes our youngsters, our youth, the shining beacons and lanterns of Islam for the future. Wa akhiru dawa'ala alhamdulillahi rabbil alayhi. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar.
أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح حي على الفلاح الله أكبر الله أكبر لا الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين الملك الحق المبين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله صادق الوعد الأمين وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد فيا معاشر المسلمين قال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا تحلوا شعائر الله فعظموها ومن يعظم شعائر الله فإنها من تقوى القلوب منها بيت المقدس المسجد الأقصى قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا تشد الرحال إلا إلى ثلاثة مساجد مسجد الحرام ومسجد الأقصى ومسجد هذا أي مسجد النبوي صلى الله عليه وسلم عباد الله أرض فلسطين مسكن الأنبياء والمرسلين أول قبلة للمصلين نبي الله إبراهيم عليه السلام هاجر إلى فلسطين جاء في سيرته إني ذاهب إلى ربي سيهدين نبي الله لوط عليه السلام نجاه الله من العذاب بعد أن ترك قومه هاجر إلى أرض فلسطين قال تعالى ونجيناه ولوطا إلى الأرض التي باركنا فيها للعالمين ونبي الله داود عليه السلام عاش بفلسطين وبنى فيها المحراب قال تعالى وهل أتاك نبأ الخصم إذ تصور المحراب ونبي الله سليمان عليه السلام حكم العالم كله من أرض فلسطين قصة الشهيرة مع النمل تشير إلى ذلك قوله تعالى حتى إذا أتوا على وعد النمل نعم عباد الله وكذلك محراب زكريا عليه السلام في فلسطين قال تعالى وكفلها زكريا كلما دخل عليها زكريا المحراب أيها المسلمون المسجد الأقصى وما حوله هي أرض مباركة أرض مقدسة قال تعالى سبحان الذي أسرى بعبده ليلا من المسجد الحرام إلى المسجد الأقصى الذي باركنا حوله أيها المسلمون أمة الإسلام والقرآن فلسطين عربية فلسطين عربية 
مولد عيسى بن مريم عليه السلام ومن علامات آخر الزمان أنه سينزل عند المنارة البيضاء وسيقتل الدجال عند باب اللد في هذه الأرض نعم فلسطين عربية أرض المحشر والمنشر وأن يأجوج ومأجوج سيقتلون على أرضها في آخر الزمان اللهم ارحم إبادك المظلوم إلى المستضعفين في فلسطين وفي كل مكان وحين اللهم حرر المسجد الأقصى من الغاصبين الظالمين يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم انصر إخواننا المستضعفين في فلسطين اللهم انصر المجاهدين في فلسطين اللهم عجل بنصرهم يا قوي يا عزيز اللهم إنا نجعلك في نحورهم ونعوذ بك من شرورهم فالله خير حافظا وهو أرحم الراحمين إباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يرله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعة من يتع الله ورسوله فقد رشل ومن يعصم فإنه لا يدر إلا نفسه ولا يدر الله شيئا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين المؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على أزواج وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر وشدهم في أمر الله عمر وأصدقهم حيان عثمان وقضاهم علي وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة والحسن والحسين سيدة شباب أهل الجنة وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله رضوان الله تعالى عليهم وأن كل صحابة أجمعين الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذهم غردا من بعده من أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير أمتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وغنى عذاب النار اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر من نصر دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم واجعلنا منهم واخزل من خزل دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ولا تجعلنا منهم اللهم ربنا لا تجعلنا منهم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينعن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيزكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين 
الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى فذكر إن نفعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصل النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله الحمد لله رب العالمين ولا قبة للمتقين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف المرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم إنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك ربنا أتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم أحسن قبتنا في الأمور كلها رجنا من خز الدنيا وعذاب القبر وعذاب الآخرة اللهم أنت السلام ومنك السلام تبارك ربنا ذا الجلال والإكرام سمعنا وطعنا غفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير برحمتك يا أرحم